Hey, Sarah here. Summer is fast approaching, and here's what I propose. A relaxed and simple summer that offers just enough structure to keep those long, sticky days from melting into chaos, and just enough fun to keep your kids asking for more. Also, fairy tales. Lots of fairy tales. (laughs) I'm teaching a free workshop called Three Simple Steps to a Fairy Tale Summer, and I would love for you to join me. Save your free seat at the workshop by texting the word fairy tale, all one word, to the number 33777. See you there. listening to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here. You're listening to the Read Aloud Revival episode 78. Today's a mini episode, so it's going to be kind of short, but I've been excited to talk to you today. Well, Excited and maybe a little humbled too, because I'm going to start out today by taking back something I said before. (laughs) Before I do, before we get into the real meat of this episode, I want to make sure that you are on the email list. Go to readaloudrevival.com, pop your email into the page there, because we always send out first notifications about new podcast episodes, really awesome audiobook deals, all kinds of the best information out to email subscribers. We just email once a week on Tuesday mornings. You can expect an email that has been crafted to help you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids. It's not an email you want to miss. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go to readaloudrevival.com, pop your email into the page there, and you'll be good to go. Now, I told you I'm going to take something back, and I am. At one point, I wrote a post on readaloudrevival.com about how I don't like to read treasuries. I said I didn't like to use treasuries. Do you know what I'm talking about? Picture book treasuries or collections of a of an author's work all in one book, right? So you might have like five or six Curious George books, picture books, all in one big book. And I said I didn't like them because they were hard to curl up with. And you just don't really see people curling up with a treasury very often. I actually still think that's true. When it comes to my own reading, to my kids who are reading middle grade novels, YA novels, and just normal novels, we're not inclined to pick up a treasury, right? Like if you were to pick up a book that had all of the Chronicles of Narnia in it, that's going to be a huge volume, right? A little bit unwieldy when you're trying to curl up on the couch next to the fire and read The Magician's Nephew or The Silver Chair, (laughs) right? So I still kind of stand by that. However, there have been multiple times in the last few months where I have reached for a treasury and I even went out of my way to buy a few And those were, in particular, times when I just didn't want to stand at the bookshelf and pull off 10 or 12 books, but I wanted to have a super long reading session with my little kids. Or if I was taking a child to the doctor and I knew we were going to be sitting in the waiting room or at the dentist or in the car waiting for a kid to finish their piano lessons or something, then I knew that I wanted to just bring a whole bunch of stories and not have to bring a whole bunch of books. And so the best way to do that is with the treasury. It's also a very cost-effective way to bring a lot of really good stories from a favorite author into your home. I found that treasuries can be a wonderful gift, so I wanted to make sure we put up this episode before the Christmas holidays 
If you're like me and you're always trying to give your nieces and nephews and family members books for Christmas, a treasury can be a great gift for a child, especially when it's a treasury of books that you would have loved to purchase each book individually anyway, and you were just able to do it in this cost-effective way. So I'm going to take back the fact that I said I don't like to use treasuries, and I'm going to tell you we're actually using them a lot more than I used to at my house. (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of good in them. And I've even outfitted my own bookshelves with some favorites. So I wanted to dedicate this mini episode to picture book treasuries that I think are worth adding to your own bookshelf. Now, as always, I will have links for you in the show notes for all of the treasuries I'm mentioning so that it's really easy for you to find. So if you're folding laundry, walking the dog, trying to stir the soup or run a kid to basketball, I totally get it. You don't need to try and take notes. Just go to readaloudrevival.com. Look for episode 78. You'll see all of the treasuries I mentioned today right there on the page. The first treasury, the one that gives the absolute most use at our house, is The Magical World of Strega Nona, a treasury by Tommy DePaola. Now, if you've been around the Read Aloud Revival for any length of time, you know I am a huge fan of Tommy DePaola. I love his work. I think he is easily one of the greatest children's book authors ever to have lived. (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. And he's just such a wonderful man and such a wonderful human being. He came to Read Aloud Revival Premium Author Access in 2017, and he's coming back in 2018. So we love him around here. The Magical World of Streganona contains six Streganona stories. We love the Streganona stories around here. So what you'll find in the treasury is the original Streganona story, as well as Streganona meets her match, Streganona her story, Streganona takes a vacation, Streganona's harvest, and Streganona's gift. So it takes you through all of the all year round sort of Strega stories, but also Streganona's harvest, which is especially good for fall, and Streganona's gift, which is a Christmas Streganona story. All wonderful. There's also a little bit of behind the scenes because Tommy has written a little bit of a behind the scenes intro to each book. I don't usually read those aloud to my little kids, but I love reading them myself. And there's a CD that has an original Strega Nona lullaby. Pretty awesome. There's also some recipes in the back. You know, if you want to make your own Strega Nona pasta, for example, (laughs) that's pretty fun. So the magical world of Strega Nona, a treasury, is a wonderful addition. It's the one that gets the most traction at our house. Many of you know I love the work of Paul Galdon. Paul Galdon is an illust- was an illustrator, I should say, who illustrated a lot of folktales and fairy tales, just classics, but I find that they are so captivating for my young kids. When I need to get my, my young kids to sit down and listen to a story quickly, especially if they're melting down and I'm trying to sort of press the reset button on them, I always grab a Paul Galdon fairy tale or a classic fable or folktale, something like The Three Kittens or The Three Little Pigs or The Three Bears. The Three Billy Goats Graph might be the favorite in our home. There is a treasury. It's called the Folktale Classics Treasury. And this is a collection of several of Paul Galdon's best books. This treasury includes The Little Red Hen, The Three Little Pigs, The Three Bears, The Gingerbread Boy, The Three Little Kittens, and The Three Billy Goats Graph. And I'm telling you, you can't get all six of those books for this price. So this is one of those cases where it is super cost effective to get the treasury instead of buying the individual books, if that is the route you'd like to go. It also would be a wonderful standby book just to keep in your car because 
Your kids, I promise, will never get tired of these books. Even your older kids will probably start peeking over your shoulders if you're reading these to the younger kids. So this is a fantastic treasury. Another really great thing about this treasury is that they give you a bonus audiobook download. And so you could download that onto your device if you have a way of listening to a device in the car or just put it on for your young kids while you're you know, cooking dinner. Pretty wonderful. So that's the Folktale Classics Treasury. Again, we're going to have links to all of these in the show notes so you don't have to mark them down. But this one is a really good collection. Anything by Paul Galdon is worth adding to your permanent library at home. The Five Little Monkeys Storybook Treasury by Eileen Cristolo is one that has been getting a lot of use lately at our house. It's been our kids, little kids, bedtime story preference, which is nice because if you're anything like me, you're kind of tired when it's time to put the little kids to bed. You don't really want to read something long. I would much rather do that earlier in the day. But a quick, fun, delightful story like any of the Five Little Monkeys books are kind of fun for bedtime. And they're quick enough that even with my three young kids who are four, four, and five, <laughs> I can tell them each, you each get to pick one Five Little Monkeys story and I can read all three and it doesn't take too terribly long right before bed. So inside the Five Little Monkeys storybook treasury, you'll find the Five Little Monkeys jumping on the bed, Five Little Monkeys bake a cake, Five Little Monkeys sitting in a tree, five little monkeys with nothing to do, and five little monkeys wash the car. Okay, we all love Arnold LaBelle's Frog and Toad, right? (laughs) We all do. There's not a human being on the planet, I don't think, who doesn't love Frog and Toad. And if there is, I'm sure I'm going to get an email now. But anyway, Frog and Toad, there's a storybook treasury that has four of the complete Frog and Toad stories in one hardback. And we own this one as well. This is often one that I grab if we're going to be going out and about because you just never really get tired of Frog and Toad. So in this one, you're going to find Frog and Toad are friends, Frog and Toad together, Frog and Toad all year, and Days with Frog and Toad, all of those in one hardback copy. What I really like about this treasury is that the illustrations are nice and large. Sometimes what I, one of the things I don't love about treasuries is that the illustrations are shrunk so that they can fit multiple pages on one page. Does that make sense? Like, multiple pages from the original book onto one large page in the hardback treasury, or not even the hardback, in the treasury book. And I don't like that because the illustrations tell half the story. We want those to be big and we want to be able to feast our eyes on them. In Frog and Toad Storybook Treasury, there's nice big illustrations. In fact, in all the books I've mentioned so far, there are nice big illustrations. And I tend to prefer treasuries only that have nice big illustrations. So I have, for example, an old Beatrix Potter treasury that we don't you read hardly ever. I might have actually donated it because the pictures were so tiny and there were so many of them on each page. Now, obviously, the Beatrix Potter illustrations were sort of meant to be tiny, but that's why I think they don't work quite as well in a treasury. <laughs> Fargan Toad storybook treasury, nice big illustrations. Let's talk about Beatrix Potter while we're here. There is a lovely treasury of Beatrix Potter's work with a bunch of anecdotal and sort of biographical information in there to satisfy your own curiosity as well. Like I said, Beatrix Potter's illustrations were meant to be in those small books. You've seen the original little Beatrix Potter books, right? They're small, they're white, they're perfect for little hands. Love those little white books, for real. I love those things. But what they've done is they've taken the pages from there and they've put them in on big pages in a treasury so they could fit lots and lots of Beatrix Potter into one volume. So if you want a treasury of Beatrix Potter, just know that's what you're going to get. Smaller illustrations all on one page. So you might be getting what would normally be on, let's say, three pages of an original Beatrix Potter. You're going to get that on one larger page in the treasury. Not a bad thing. Just know it's different than the other treasuries I'm recommending. I'll link to the Beatrix Potter treasury I'm talking about. It's hardcover and it is indeed lovely. 
<laughs> if you are wanting a Beatrix pot or treasury, it's probably a good way to go. We'll get back to the show in just a minute. At the beginning of today's episode, I mentioned that what I propose for this summer is a relaxed and simple plan that offers just enough structure to keep your days from melting into chaos and just enough fun to keep your kids asking for more. And what summer wouldn't be much, much better with a whole bunch of fairy tales? Well, I'm teaching a free workshop called Three Simple Steps to a Fairy Tale Summer, and here's what we're going to talk about. First, how reading fairy tales can make your summer easier. Yes, easier. We want to take things off your plate this summer, not put more on, right? <laughs> fairy tales can make your summer easier and more fun. I'm also going to share the fairy tales I recommend for every age and the tippy top thing you can do to make sure your kids make delightful memories this summer. It is way less work and way less pressure than you think. The free workshop is happening live online on May 7th, 2024, and you can save your free seat by texting the word fairy tale, all one word, to the number 33777. And yes, there's a replay, so make sure you register even if you can't join us live on May 7th. Again, text the word fairy tale, all one word, to the number 33777. I love the picture book versions of Laura Ingalls Wilder's Little House books, the ones that are illustrated by Renee Grafe. And those have been put together in a picture book treasury all together. So there is a little prairie house, going to town, county fair, sugar snow, winter days in the big woods, and Christmas in the big woods. If you follow the Read Aloud Revival's picture book list, you'll know that I add these lists to pretty much anywhere I can because I love them so much. The illustrations are lovely. They're very true to the actual story, the actual original novels, and they're just lovely. And you can get them all together in a Little House picture book treasury. And this one might be finding its way under the Christmas tree at my house for a particular five-year-old. I'm just saying. <laughs> James Harriet is a classic author illustrator. So basically, here's the short story on James Harriet. He was a veterinarian and he wrote these lovely and completely delightful tales for young readers about the lives of animals from the perspective of a veterinarian. And they're really lovely. They're really warm hearted. They're considered classics now. And what we have on our shelf is something called the James Harriet Treasury for Children. Warm and Joyful Tales by the Author of All Creatures Great and Small. I mean, that's what the whole title is. And I'm going to put a link to this one in the show notes. I think it's possibly out of print, but you can still find it fairly easily. And so we'll put a link to it in the show notes. There is also, just for the record, a fantastic audio version of this on Audible, read by Jim Dale. He's the same narrator who reads Peter Pan and Harry Potter, and he's kind of amazing. We're big Jim Dale fans around here. He also narrates the James Harriet Treasury for Children. Even though it's not a print treasury, it's an audiobook treasury. And it's definitely one worth adding to your collection if your kids enjoy audiobooks. Those of you who love Ezra Jack Keats's work like The Snowy Day, Whistle for Willie, Peter's Chair, you're going to love the treasury called Keats Neighborhood. 
This is a collection of a lot of work by Ezra Jack Keats, including The Snowy Day, Goggles, Whistle for Willie, Peter's Chair, Apartment 3. I think there might be a couple of others in there. So we'll make sure we put a link to this one in the show notes as well. I can hardly contain my excitement about Jan Brett's Animal Treasury. This hardback treasury is brand new in October of 2017. So it's a pretty new addition to the world of books. It is a collection of Jan Brett's books, Town Mouse, Country Mouse, Armadillo Rodeo, The Umbrella, and The Three Snow Bears. There are you know, a few authors that you just cannot go wrong by. You can buy absolutely anything they make and know that it's going to be completely fantastic. Jan Brett is one of those. Tommy DePaulo is another one. <laughs> but Jan Brett is one of those. And this Jan Brett Animal Treasury looks beautiful. And I've got it in my cart already. I haven't purchased it yet. But I can't wait to purchase it because it looks absolutely delightful. And I love all four of those books by Jan Brett. A lot of Richard Scarry's books are like treasuries, just in their kind of their nature of them. But there is actually one that is especially a treasury. It's called Richard Scarry's Busy Town Treasury. And it features a few of his books, Bedtime Stories, The Please and Thank You Book, A Day at the Fire Station, A Day at the Police Station, A Day at the Airport, Nikki Goes to the Doctor, and some other things too. And if your kids are big, huge Richard Scarry fans like mine are, then this is one you'll probably want to add to your Richard Scarry, Richard Scarry shelf. I mentioned that Jan Brett and Tommy DePaula are both basically standbys. You can buy anything that they make. <laughs> you'll be delighted. Same thing goes for Eric Carl. Eric Carl, you'll recognize as the author of The Very Hungry Caterpillar, Brown Bear, Brown Bear. He's the illustrator of Brown Bear, Brown Bear. What do you see? It's that collage style of his that's such a trademark of his. In this treasury, you find The Very Busy Spider, The Very Quiet Cricket, The Very Lonely Firefly, and The Very Clumsy Click Beetle. I really like this collection because it leaves out his most popular book, which is The Very Hungry Caterpillar, which I appreciate because most of us probably have that one on our shelves already. But this Eric Carl Treasury has a few that you probably don't have on your shelf. And so it's a nice way, especially if you're looking for a niece or a nephew or one of your kids to give them a nice collection of Eric Carl books, this is going to be a good way to do it. Okay, the last one I want to mention today is by Virginia Lee Burton. This is Mike Mulligan and more, four classic stories. So you know a Mike Mulligan and the Steam Shovel. Also inside this treasury, you'll find her classic, The Little House, Katie and the Big Snow, and Maybelle, The Cable Car. So a pretty delightful set of books, especially for your little ones who love things that go. <laughs> My twin boys who are four love Mike Mulligan and all of Virginia Lee Burton's work. This is a lovely treasury to have on hand as well. And would you guys know it? As I was sitting here recording this episode, I had to look up something and I found another treasury that I'm putting in my cart. So I'm going to tell you about it. It's Make Way for McCluskey, a Robert McCluskey treasury. And it looks to me like it has Make Way for Ducklings, Blueberries for Sal, Lentil, Time of Wonder, One Morning in Maine, a bunch of others. Oh my goodness. So many. I haven't seen the inside of this one yet. And it doesn't look like I can peek inside of it, but he's another one of those standby authors. That's a no fail. <laughs> All of his work is so good. So here's the deal. When you are looking at treasuries, either you're at a bookstore, you're at the library, or maybe you're online, here's my tip. My tip would be to look inside. The most important thing is you want nice big illustrations. When publishers try to cram too many pages onto a single page in a treasury, so too many original pages from the story, maybe even just two on one page in a treasury, it's going to change the experience of reading that book. 
Because when an author and an illustrator is making a picture book, the pacing and the way the what they put on the left page and the right page and what they put before you're going to flip the page and the pacing of it, it's all very carefully thought out. It's all a part of the story. That all tells a part of the story. So if we try to put two of those pages on one single page in a treasury, we're taking something away from the original story. And I think you'll find your kids kind of don't really know where to look. It's like too much information coming at them at once. So when I'm looking at treasuries, I will flip them open or I'll use the look inside feature if I'm online and I will just peek around and see, are the illustrations nice and big? Are we trying to cram more than what should be on one page? And if the answer is yes, then I don't get it. I pass. That's when I decide that individual copies of books are more useful. I hope this was helpful to you. And as you're buying gifts for birthdays and Christmas and holidays coming up, remember that treasuries can be a wonderful way to introduce the kids that you love to some of the best authors and some of their best work. Go to readaloudrevival.com and look for episode 78 so that you can see the whole list of all the treasuries I talked about today. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast, where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. I'm seven years old. I come from Tampa, Florida. And my favorite book is Beatrix Potter because it has lots of stories about little animals. Um, hi, my name is Simon and I come from Tampa, Florida. I am five years old and my favorite book is Only Beasts and Ballerages. Hi, my name is Josiah and I am eight. I live in Texas, and my favorite book is The Little Cowboy and the Big Cowboy by Margaret Hiller. I like it because it repeats words over and over and because of the pictures. I'm Adele. I'm four years old. Well, I live in Washington. My favorite book is Dewey's Talk. Because as I like when the book yells, Icky, Icky, Icky! Hi, my name is Jack. I'm five years old. I'm from Washington, and my favorite book is I'm bored and I don't have a favorite part about it. It's just silly. Hi, my name is Rosie, and I'm five years old, and I live in San Diego, California, and my favorite book is Charming Noble by Holly Hobby, and I like it because Opal lost a tooth this like me. What's your name? Wait. <coughs> and where are you from? I'm from Kansas. And how old are you? Two. And what's your favorite book? Bible stories. Bible stories from the Jesus Storybook Bible. What do you like about the Bible stories? I read Jesus. Jesus? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. My name is Amber, and I am three, and we live in Ohio. And Ambrose, what is your favorite book? Wow, bear, wow, bear, what do you do? What do you like about it? A green frog. You like the green frog? Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Renee. I'm 10, and I live in California. One of my favorite books is Colic Courage by Armstrong Spirit. I like it because it's a Polynesian story and the characters are so like. Check it out if you love the movie Moana or you just want a great adventure story. 
Hi, my name is Natalie. I'm eight years old, and I live in California. My favorite book is Your Imp by Tammy Sawyer. I like it because I love imps. My favorite part of the book is when the alien meets his family. There is a new Your Alien book called Your Alien Returns. I like the colorful aliens. I hope you enjoy them too. Hi, my name is Nicholas, and I live in California, and I'm five. And my favorite book is The Crack in the Shack. And my mama reads the book a lot, and I like how it's cool. That's it for today. I'll be back next week. I'm having a conversation with Sarita Holzman from Sunlight Curriculum. We're going to be talking about qualities to look for when you're choosing books. And Sarita is going to tell us actually how she has chosen the countless, I was going to say hundreds, I don't think that's accurate, the countless books of that she recommends in the Sunlight Curriculum. So you don't want to miss it. That's going to be episode 79. It's coming your way next Tuesday. In the meantime, make sure you go to readaloudrevival.com and get on the email list by putting your email address in and joining the subscribers there. We'll send you instant access to our Read Aloud book list. And until next week, I hope you go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Mm-hmm.